0: Really, the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, And we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. Hey everybody, Dr. Natalie Keith here.
1: And Dr. Tracy Trussell.
0: And this is Vet Tales. We're ready for a whole different topic today. It's still kind of in your wheelhouse, though. It is.
1: It is. Um, today we're going to be talking about the brachiocephalic dogs.
0: Yes, or the squishy-faced.
1: Or the squish-faced dogs, or the snorter dwarfs, or the <laughs> dogs that run the thirty-yard da- yes. dash or forty-yard dash in the thirty-yard yeah. room. <laughs> However you want to call them, it Brachiocephalic is, so is the is the proper name. Yes. But uh, it's the Smush-Faced Dogs. The
0: Smush-Faced Dogs you know, the big your,
1: your Pugs, your French Bulldogs, some of your Boston Terriers, English Bulldogs, things like that. Even
0: the Cavalier. Is, Even you know, the
1: Cavalier. Yeah, they're not as
0: Squish-Faced, but...
1: Not as Squish-Faced. Not not as common as some of the others. So a lot of your articles and stuff won't have them listed, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. Yeah. Because they, they do fall into that. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, they're a very popular group of dogs... Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're super cute, and I get it, um, but they do come with their own unique set of veterinary problems.
1: They, they do come with their issues. Yeah.
0: Um, Not all of them limited to their face.
1: No. Interestingly no. enough. Um, a, a lot of them are related to their face. A lot of
0: them, and
1: yeah. And probably their biggest issue that they have is their airways. Yeah. And that's that's what we see the most, or I see the most issues with, and I can correct the most is they will have um, a couple of different things that we'll see pretty routinely. Uh, we'll start at the front, their nares, their little nose holes, um, a lot of times, because they're, they're smushed, they still have the same amount of tissue in there in a smaller area, so their nose holes aren't as open as yeah. they should be. So they can't, can't get as much air from the outside world. So it's why you'll see a lot of those dogs um, if we haven't tried to correct that or or gotten that corrected um, as best we can they'll sit there as they're breathing they'll be open mouth breathing
0: yeah or whistle when they breathe yeah we call that stenotic nares is the fancy word for that which means tiny opening of the nostril hole yes yeah which is an easy fix for you
1: it's a pretty easy fix In there, Um, as long as it doesn't go too far up into the nose Mm -hmm. of closing it off. And most of the time it doesn't. Probably 95, 98% of the time it doesn't go much further than -hmm. than the very front.
0: And at least fixing the front helps.
1: Yes. Yeah. Just gives more
0: space for the air to move. It's like drinking through a bigger straw. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to drink through a coffee straw. No. You can if you have to, but you don't want to. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're, you're. You want a smoothie straw yeah your root 44 sonic you can drink through a coffee straw but it's going to take you a minute
0: yeah yeah Uh, and it's a lot i think it's a really i like to talk about straws a lot with this because it's also creating all that negative pressure you know like mm -hmm. think about how hard you have to suck on that straw to get things to come up or if you have like a normal sonic straw in a milkshake at brahms like and the milkshake's still pretty ice creamy you're gonna you're gonna have to really your cheeks are gonna hurt before that's all over with.
1: They are. Sometimes you'll close that straw off.
0: Yeah, you can just pinch the whole straw in two.
1: And and the nose will do the same thing. If yep. you give them negative pressure, it'll it'll close off.
0: Yeah. Yes. Negative pressure in Not ending. permanently but Yeah, but while the while yeah. the inhalation is happening, it can sometimes just yeah. pinch off the airway.
1: Yeah, it can actually just shut down air movement.
0: Yeah. Which could, you know, dabble a little bit into the trachea as well, depending on the dog, mm-hmm. which that doesn't necessarily confine itself to the smush face dogs, but no, no. But, uh, but certainly that can happen anywhere along an airway.
1: Yeah, it, it can. Um, the next part, which I think probably will allude to more of the negative pressure issues as we move further down the airway, is their uh, soft palate. Oh, yeah. Um, the soft palate will get long. It's If you look in, inside the dog's mouth, in between the teeth, uh, the little ridged parts you'll see in the front, that's their hard palate. Right behind that's their soft palate. It's supposed to stay in there to try to help help keep the airways open. So when we're just sitting here resting, we can have air go in and out the nose, mm-hmm. no issues. Kind
0: of keeps things going in the right direction. Yeah. Like and, a little funnel.
1: And then as we're eating, helps kind of shut everything off so, so that the food goes down the right spot.
0: Yep.
1: Um, the epiglottis has a, a big portion of that too. And the epiglottis and the soft palate kind of work hand in hand, and the soft palate should overlap the epiglottis just a little bit, millimeter or two, um, depending on the dog.
0: And the epiglottis, for those of you who aren't science-y people, that's the thing that opens and closes when you swallow. Like you almost kind of feel it when you swallow. You'll feel like this pinch happen in the back of your throat in a way, and that's your epiglottis opening and closing.
1: Yeah, it it it's basically a flap that comes up and shuts the trachea off.
0: Oh right. So
1: that the food has to go down the esophagus.
0: Yes, and then the soft palate overlapping is kind of just like a little seal, like, yeah, of tissue.
1: And I've seen some of these where they'll have the soft palate. You know, like I said, it should just kind of go to the tip of the epiglottis, and it covers the tip, the whole epiglottis, and down into the trachea.
0: Yeah, those are brutal. Yeah, you'll go to, to, you know, intubate your brachycephalic dogs and you'll just see the soft palate dangling down into the trachea. Like, no wonder this dog snores. Like, when you have, like, humans that snore, a lot of times that's what it is. It's a soft palate vibrating back there. Mm -hmm. And so these dogs will be bad snorers. A lot of times they'll they'll cough when they drink water. They'll kind of choke a bit because a little bit of water is trickling around that whole malfunction. Because the epiglottis can't completely close if there's tissue in it. And then on top of that, air can't move freely if there's tissue in the trachea. Like, this tissue should not be extending that far back.
1: Right.
0: So, elongated soft palate.
1: And and we'll do this surgery to fix those. Um, I actually had one earlier this week.
0: Mm-hmm. It's laser,
1: and right? It's uh, I use electrocautery now. Oh um, yeah. It seems to have, from what I've seen, I did use the laser for, for a number of years. I don't seem to get as much swelling with the electrocautery. That makes
0: sense. I and guess. I'm gonna be a
1: little more precise, um, in there. And now, and that maybe, uh, I, I know yeah. that's my experience. I know. Oh, well, it's been probably, what, 12 years since I since I had the laser. I know they've had made some laser upgrades oh, quite okay. a bit. Um, but just from my experience from the laser that was, oh, I think it was an 07 model laser, uh, I seemed to get a lot more swelling then than I do now with the electrocautery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: damaging it, more tissue beside the incision site. It is. Potentially busting little cells open it and is. such.
1: It is edema yeah and and i don't know why that would have been um for certain
0: mm-hmm.
1: in there but it just it seems like i get better results now for the electrocautery part of that may be me just experience
0: yeah i mean well um, that's i mean it's just like our stethoscopes right like I, I listen with my stethoscope to dogs all day long, and if I can't find my stethoscope and I have to use somebody else's, I'm like, I, all of a sudden, don't know how to do my job anymore. Like, right. like I don't know what normal looks like. We had to, the same for my ultrasound, having to send the ultrasound off to the doctor, because it's having some issues with the color flow, and had to bust out an old ultrasound, and I was like, how did I ever use this thing? But it was like second nature to me then. Mm-hmm. It just Or like getting in somebody else's car and driving somebody else there's nothing wrong with that car. It's just really weird to drive somebody else's. Yeah. Like, how do just, I turn on the windshield wipers? I'm already driving and it's raining, and now I just realized I need windshield wipers and I don't know where they are.
1: That's yeah, what it's like. It, it's just a, a new new experience. You don't know what, you know, everything's not just second nature of, of being able to, to utilize everything.
0: hmm For sure. Yeah, so, so, but anyway, so for us then, you're using electric pottery and mm-hmm. you're just kind of Trimming that guy back a little bit so we don't have so much hanging down the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, I trim it back to try to get it pretty close to where it should be anatomically in there. And now, in part of it, the soft palate may actually be a, a normal size for what you would see in a normal dog.
0: But they just but don't have a longer roof on mouth. They don't
1: have a, a, enough mouth sticking out there to stretch it out.
0: Not enough face.
1: They just don't have, yeah, not enough face.
0: Yeah. Um, Muzzle in those guys is always just a lost to which yeah. most of them don't need it. But the, the English bulldogs sometimes will, and they're they're tough to get a hold of. Yeah, to.
1: sometimes they'll get a little grumpy.
0: They do get grumpy. They like it their way. hmm I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So we trim back the soft palate. Sometimes, what else? We
1: we'll trim back the soft palate. Um, I had a fleeting thought there to finish that up. I don't remember. Oh, I know where it is. Um, a lot of these guys. Uh, in vet school we we call them snorter dwarfs um i have no idea no idea i think that was our well
0: and to be fair they a lot of them are chondrodysplastic as well so they've got these little short bodies and you know their little short legs that are weird and stuff unlike the dachshund which is a chondrodysplastic and then and the basset hound and they've got nose for days yeah
1: Yeah. but we would but you will almost always hear these guys snore yeah I mean even he, he aw- just even awake. awake. I mean just sitting yeah. there on the couch beside you. Yeah. I mean they're just snoring.
0: Yeah, I have an English bulldog that comes in. His name is Bear, and that dog gives me a, a heart attack every time he comes in cuz he he roars like when he's breathing, he just sits there and rattles and roars. just says a, it, like constantly the whole time like are you going to pass out? It's so stressful.
1: It because is.
0: I don't know I but apparently he breathes normal at home. I've seen the videos, but man
1: and he gets excited and when he gets gets
0: worked up it's like that soft palate goes to rattling and then it gets inflammation because of the rattling and then you have less airway so there's more rattling and more swelling and it's just so stressful
1: yes it gets and it's stressful on the dogs as well No, because they can't move as much air Uh, but it gets really happy yeah but it gets uh, probably a lot of times it actually gets more stressful on us trying to make sure that, that nothing negative happens to them while they're here
0: no doubt no it gets a
1: little, it gets a little rough.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but to carry on from the soft palate, the next portion of the airway that, that they will commonly have issues with, and this is not specific to the uh, brachycephalic dogs. Wait, but, are
0: you going to go to the trachea? Uh-huh. No, don't skip the everted saccules.
1: Oh, crap. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I could feel, I could feel yep. the movement <laughs> too, yep. too far back in the throat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, before we get to the trachea, kind of right there around the epiglottis still, they will have an what we call everted saccules. And that's where, um, as Dr. Keith was talking about, the negative pressure, that's where that come in. It's it's a little pouch in there that just has some tissue in there. I, I don't know exactly what, what it's, it's original
0: originally function originally is?
1: supposed to be doing.
0: I don't know either. It's just there to cause trouble.
1: Yeah, it's what it seems to do now.
0: Yeah, like spleens. Mm-hmm.
1: But they, that negative pressure will actually evert those. It's like a little pouch on on the side of the. It's the back of the mouth, starting in the throat area, um, but it's it's a little like kind pouch. Kind of in the
0: tonsilly section.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty close to the right tonsils. Right behind them. Right behind them. And but that negative pressure will just make them turn inside out.
0: Yeah, it just. So, it's like it's like turning your pockets of your jeans inside out. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, same, And now they're same just floating
0: around in the throat, causing more airway obstruction.
1: So so now you, you start off with not enough room to move air, and now you put something else in there to even decrease your amount of air that you can move.
0: And you've got more negative pressure.
1: And it just it just complicates the issue. It's just a snowball. And a, a lot of times what I've seen is if we get, you know, take care of the, if they have a, an Aries problem, the nose hole problem, take care of that. Take care of the the elongated soft palate to where we decrease the amount of negative pressure that's in there. Those a lot of times seem to, to correct themselves.
0: They'll just kind of float back into their spots. Yeah. It so takes a little
1: like... bit of time We, of course, we, after we do the surgery, we put them on steroids just to, because we want to make sure we knock down every bit of inflammation mm-hmm. we can because we want the swelling to an absolute minimum there. Um, just because, like I said, there's not enough room to move air to start with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you, Add more tissue in there, whether it be the everted saccules or the swelling. Now you're even decreasing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So get them on the steroids. Try to get everything settled down as fast as we can. Allow all that area to open up mm-hmm. and be able to move as much air as we can.
0: Yep.
1: So sometimes we'll have to go back in and cut those out just because they won't correct themselves. Um, that seems to be less and less of an issue. I
0: was going to say, I don't remember the last time we had to do that.
1: Uh, it's uh, we weren't open very long here. The last time I had to did, it. so say, it's so probably been close 10 to years. a decade. Yeah. yeah, 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 nine, nine, at least nine years for sure.
0: Whereas the areas in the soft palates, you're doing, you know, a dozen a year, maybe more. Uh, it
1: depends on the year. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from it, it probably averages close to that. Mm-hmm. um Some years, you know, I may only do five or six, and then some years maybe eighteen or twenty.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, probably. You know, probably average one a month.
0: Definitely routine ish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, it seemed like that, that those saccules will, when we correct everything else, get all that negative pressure off of them, but that mm-hmm. many times they'll, they'll correct themselves.
0: Yeah. In there. Okay. So now.
1: Now. <laughs> now we'll go to the trachea, the hypoplastic trachea, which is a fancy term for saying that their trachea, which is their big airway, that goes on us, you can feel it. It goes from your neck down to your lungs. Um, you know, the big major branch of work. People
0: say it went down the wrong tube. That's it. When you, when you cough, that's the tube.
1: That's the tube. And all hypoplastic means is it's smaller than it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, so plasia means development and hypo means low or small or less. So you got less trachea, mm-hmm. that grew.
1: Yeah, so back to your straw analogy your uh
0: milkshake yeah. straw yeah
1: is, is is big i mean that's that's the straw everybody wants well now you're breathing through the coffee straw
0: yeah it's it's basically you know it's like you put a you know like a chihuahua straw in a bulldog Is really what's yeah. happening it just it's too small for the size of of lungs and dog and tissue to move enough air comfortably yeah. so
1: yeah and i always use I, mean, I never thought about the straws i always use the water hose analogy yeah like you've got a regular garden hose in there in a place that you need a fire hose yeah
0: Just, yeah
1: and you got to move the same amount of water that you would through the fire hose but you can only go through the garden hose
0: yeah so you got a lot of pressure and you got
1: a lot of pressure and then it can cause a lot of problems you'll mm-hmm. you'll that pulmonary hose, hypertension and yeah that that garden hose when you're putting the pressure and the volume through that you would a fire hose is going to have problems.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I always think it's interesting. So, you know, for those of you who have never seen, like, um, surgery or anesthesia, you know, essentially when we are putting patients under anesthesia, we're intubating them, which is like a trach tube. If you, you know, I don't know what if you've probably experienced or seen someone or heard about it or watched enough medical shows you know we're talking about. There's a little tube that goes down the throat to establish a patent airway. Well, in dogs and cats, it's imperative that you remove that tube at the proper time so that they don't start freaking out that it's in their throat. You know, they'll start chewing on it or they'll try to, you know, bite down or they're coughing or those kinds of things. But not a bulldog. Mm-mm. Bulldogs will sit up in their cage and look you dead in the eye with their tube in like, can I get one of these to go, please? <laughs> this is the best I've ever breathed them my whole life i'd like one to go home and they'll just sit there cool as a cucumber breathing through this tube. yeah
1: Yeah, it it's amazing Uh, most animals and like most humans as we start waking up we're like they we got a tube in our mouth it needs to come out like something's way wrong but and it seems to be mostly english bulldogs yeah
0: it doesn't happen as much with like the frenchies or no
1: but the english bulldogs see them they'll just be sitting there and they'll lay on their side you know as we're getting them through recovery and you will see them their eyes will just start looking around and everything and you know a lot of times we'll kind of wait on the cough and I think they do that the same the, on the human side
0: yeah to make sure that you've got your reflexes established yeah. to protect your own airway is the thought behind that
1: yeah and, and, and we do the same and so you know when they start coughing we know the reflexes are there we can pull the trach tube and, and they're gonna be safe they're not gonna aspirate anything into the lungs <laughs> But these things bulldogs are looking around never cough sit up start walking around the cage with a tube in and just sit there like oh thank you can i just keep this uh, this, it's, this is part of the deal right
0: it's nuts yeah if only yeah there's not really anything to do about that you know because um, obviously they can't continue to have a tube in their throat um and you know even like with things like collapsing tracheas they've they've experimented with um you know, ways to keep that airway more open and they just, they, the body rejects that eventually, you know, um, even with the implants and the tracheas, I mean, you're looking at months maybe, um, certainly not long term. So mm-hmm. as sort of a, um, and in, in coughing dogs with collapsing trachea, which is a totally different set of dogs, um, doesn't have anything really to do with brachycephalics or hypoplastic trachea, um, but they... It's kind of last stages, in-stage treatment plan is those those trach tube implants. So um, so yeah, so it's it's kind of a bummer, and you gotta pull it. There's not a great, if you're wondering, why don't they just do that? It's because the body will reject it. Like the airway just, the airway needs to have these little, there's these little cilia, these little finger-like, hair-like projections all along our respiratory tracts that are constantly moving up mucus and cleaning the airway. Well, if you have something attached to the inside of this airway, then none of the cilia can move anything and eventually that becomes not compatible with life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Massive inflammatory response.
1: Yes. Um, One other thing that Dr. Keith alluded to that doesn't happen as much on the brachycephalics but is that collapsing trachea. And I've seen a few of them and see them when, like they're presented to us typically older in life and they had the nares issues, they had the palate issues, the, they had the hypoplastic trachea, they had the everted saccules, and just over time, you know, if I think of, I think the, the first one, the one that's, that I remember, I think was an 11-year-old English bulldog, and just breathing horribly,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and had developed a collapsing trachea, over that time and i think my suspicion is is just the years of all the negative pressure sure. trying to get air in there just weaken Waring that trachea that enough and just wore it out where mm-hmm. it was just starting to to go down so they yeah. can get it but it's not as there's many more breeds that it's way more common
0: oh yeah like the pomeranian just waiting for it yorkies yeah you, you better believe it so what's happening in that? Just to kind of finish that process, thought that thought process out is that essentially, like in our tracheas, you've probably seen pictures where there's these O rings, almost like a like a dryer tube, if you will, or something like that. You know, it's just got these zero these O's that run all the way down uh, of cartilage that are stabilizing this airway. Well, in the dog, for whatever reason, instead of having O's, they have U's and of cartilage, and so that the circle of cartilage doesn't complete at the top, and it's just this membrane kind of bridge across the top and what will happen is as that the top of that membrane gets weak or saggy because of time or um, just you know increased pressure or chronic respiratory issues or whatever the thing is uh, just genetic you know predisposition um, then that membrane starts to sag down and will occlude part of the airway so instead of having this nice circle to breathe through you're breathing through sort of a U in a way mm-hmm. and if they cough you'll if you ever had a dog with a collapsing trachea you'll hear this kind of like smack sound and when they're breathing or when they cough because it's that membrane almost like smacking down on the bottom of the trachea and then they'll cough and pop it open and and then the breathing goes on but it it's a miserable situation for those dogs so we work very hard to keep that cough at bay
1: yeah and and we we try as best we can um because i mean the old old adage of what was it, an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure? Yeah, it but, is, you yes. know, If we can find a lot of this stuff early, then you prevent a lot of the, the after effects. You know, even, even if collapsing trachea, if we can catch it early, we can kind of help it, um, not directly the, the collapsing trachea, but help what caused it, in some instances, to be able to not have it exacerbated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slow down progression right. of of disease based off an anatomical abnormality. Right. Which we bred for, you know, um, which is unfortunate, but, um, you know, they're just, they're still great dogs. They are. So,
1: they are, they just, I mean, I mean they've got their, their set they've of issues. they got, yeah, um, everybody does. Yeah, so does everybody else.
0: All, yeah. the, all the breeds have their own <clears throat> unique thing. It's just the brachycephalics, most of it's in the airway.
1: Most of it's in the airway. Um, we'll change gears a little bit, um, still stay around the head. One of the other big issues that we'll see with them is in the mouth. Um, still kind of part of the airway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is they still have the same number of teeth as all your long-nosed dogs. You just have a whole lot less real estate to put them in. Mm-hmm. So what we'll see a lot of times is, is the, the jaws will... Not line but you will you get maybe an elongated jaw. That's when you, you kind of see that bulldog has that. That, that little
0: shelf little going shelf on. little shelf
1: down there. And it's just the body trying to adjust to the teeth that it, it doesn't have enough room to adjust to. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in all actuality. And so on the upper jaw, a lot of times, those teeth, as they start growing in, all of the teeth start coming in. There's not enough room. So those teeth start turning sideways. And they get kind of jammed up with each other. And it just doesn't allow for the natural cleaning that you'll get from the saliva and, and whatnot mm-hmm. in the mouth. And we'll run into dental disease in these guys a lot younger than,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I won't say normal, but but we see dental disease in these guys fairly More than often. you
0: would like a Labrador, for example.
1: Yeah, I mean, you they got They're not
0: as bad, though, as little bitty dogs. Like Yorkies no. and Maltese, those oh, guys, yeah, oof, They're rough. They struggle. Yeah, you but are... you,
1: you've got a a three-year-old... I mean he's he's gonna need some dental work at three yeah you know that lab I've seen some labs that
0: never really need much help uh,
1: never really need much help you know at, at seven or eight we're like yeah okay we're starting to get a little plaque and tartar so mm-hmm. we need to go for a cleaning but no I mean these these guys many of them by 3 were needing to do some work and we started to do a little bit of some preventative work or try to be preventative, proactive, uh, is probably more the proper term is get in there early in life when, you know, when their adult teeth are in, kind of see how it's looking and maybe preemptively remove a few of those teeth, just allow the rest of them to kind of straighten up and yeah. get back in, in more of a proper alignment of what we expect on your textbook dog mouth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because if we can get to that, then they're their dental disease risk does go down.
0: Yeah. And they'll th- maintain the teeth they have much better as time goes on. Right. If they don't have that.
1: And then a little blurb about the dental disease point one we wanna get onto that is that bacteria that stays up in that plaque and tartar and, and whatnot around those teeth, if it breaks loose and gets in the body, um, I mean there's a lot of physiology with that, but for for lack of time. If it breaks loose and gets in the body, gets in the bloodstream, it likes to go set up housekeeping in the liver, or or, sorry, in the kidneys and the heart.
0: Yeah, you will see it in the liver sometimes, but definitely heart and kidneys for sure. Dr. Goodall and I went into that in pretty good detail in our dental episode if you want to learn more about that. But it's a systemic problem. Like dental disease affects the whole body. It does. So it's painful, you know? Yeah,
1: it it is painful. I've had some dogs that I mean just wanted to chew everybody up coming in and finally get them sedated, to get them under, you know, take our dental x rays, pull all the teeth that we needed, you know, come back in a couple of weeks for a recheck. They're the nicest dog around now. yeah.
0: Now they don't hurt, they, they don't are, hurt, so they're happier.
1: So, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, we strayed a little off topic, but but yeah, we've, we're starting to do some preemptive stuff for the brachiocephalics just to try to help them out
0: mm-hmm. on
1: their, their dental disease and there. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I there's a, a whole other podcast on dental disease, so we won't go into that yeah. a whole lot further, but, yeah. but that's just another issue they have. Um, one last kind of major issue that they'll have on the head, everything's kind of smushed on the head, so their eye sockets are not as deep as everybody else's. Yeah. Their eyeballs, the globe itself, is
0: the same, same as,
1: size as, yeah. as the, you know, a, a comparative-sized dog. But the socket that that globe sits in isn't near as deep. Yeah. So they... Their
0: are, eyes are more exposed.
1: Yeah, the eyes are more exposed. That's why they look kind of bug-eyed a lot of times. Yeah. Bulgy-eyed. Because
0: they are. They're yeah, just they are. Less of the eyeball is in the skull.
1: Mm-hmm. Because there's just not as much skull to come around the eyeball. Yep. Yeah. And then you get any inflammation or, or anything behind the eye. Well, that pushes that eyeball out further. So now you're even less in less in what you have less of so the eyes are sticking out even further
0: even more exposed
1: so they're more exposed and this will run into a couple of different things it Can one is a prop toast eye which been there sounds a little gross but that eye actually pops to the outside of the eyelids
0: yeah so my story on that was whenever i was a first year uh, no, i know i just started my second year at vet school so you don't actually like have any technical skills? You just have like learned a lot of science-y stuff. And um, I was at my parents' house, and I had a six-month-old Cavalier, which is why I make sure to re- mention that they're in the brachycephalic category. And she was yes, yeah, she's so six months old, and she'd run around the house like crazy, playing with my mom's dog, and she catches the corner of the coffee table just so, and pops her eye out. Which I think we may have actually talked about this in Dr. Dame's episode on blindness. Um, but anyway she pops her eye out it sticks out like 100 inches that's how long that's how far it feels like when you're in that moment but probably like two inches i mean straightforward and um i had a couple of my vet school friends there with me and we're all like semi panicking semi trying to pretend like we know what's going on back then and this kind of alludes to um our emergency podcast which um would be two weeks before this one i believe and um I have to call this, like, because my parents lived out in the middle of nowhere. It was 20 minutes to the nearest town, uh, an hour and a half to the nearest, like, you know, emergency clinic. But they, there's this vet on call, and he comes in, and he's, like, trying to get the eye pushed back in. And sometimes you can't. I've saved many, many, many eyes, mm-hmm. but especially pugs especially They're in pugs. Boston's. Boston. Um, their little eyes will pop out. You pop them right back in, close the eyelid for a little bit, week or two, and and a lot of times you can save the eye. But if it's fully, fully out, yeah, yeah. So Eliza lost her eye and she was um, no worse for wear. She was a very happy camper her whole life, did not, did not face her a bit. And she had long hair and she was a tricolor with black across her face. So a lot of times people wouldn't even notice she was missing an eye.
1: Yeah, no, you, you kind of had to know she was missing an eye to Mm -hmm. know she was missing an eye.
0: Yeah, exactly. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, so they, they are more prone to the eyes popping partially or fully out. Right. If it gets too far out, it'll strap, stretch the optic nerves and the muscles and the eyes basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's if, if they get out too far, um, and it's going to give some measurements, but it depends on the, the dog and the size. Um, basically, that eye is non-visual at that yeah. point, just because if, if it'll tear the optic nerve and, <coughs> and yeah, it doesn't without that,
0: Yeah, without that, yeah, you're so not getting any information in So brain. now you
1: have a, a body part that is not functional to you not not helpful
0: Mm
1: -hmm. so it's just there and can cause problems Mm -hmm. so at that point we just remove them yeah so you try
0: to save them sometimes you do sometimes you have to nucleate yeah so
1: and then you'll have some that are kind of like i don't know maybe it's been out not not too long and not too far, and uh-huh. and you try to save it, and it ends up not working. We end up having to go in and replace yeah. it. We've done that before. We gave
0: it, yeah, we gave it our all, and sometimes you still just and, lose the
1: yeah, eye. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. But a lot
0: of times you can save
1: them. And then there's some that walk in like, oh, that that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. And yes. Then, and then some walk. Those are usually in.
0: the dog fight ones
1: <clears throat> Yeah, a lot. Most of those are dog fights. Yeah. Um, oddly enough. But and then you'll have some that'll come in, and you're like. Oh yeah, that eye's good. We just gotta pop the eyelids back over the front.
0: Yeah, in there. Get them um, on some anti-inflammatories. Get that swelling. Shih Tzus
1: down. are good about that one. Yeah,
0: Shih Tzus. Yeah, we've done more than a few of
1: those. Yeah. Yeah, where it just looks like the. I
0: love Shih Tzus. The they're eye so just
1: cute. sets on the outside of the, of the eyelids. Yeah. And you're like, we. I mean, if we can get to those early enough, we love those.
0: Pugs I mean, look like they're constantly got their eyes popped out of their sockets, but yes. they're
1: not. No, they're not. Um... But the pugs do uh, lead into the other issue that we have with these, the the bulgy-eyed, bug-eyed dogs, brachiocephalics, is that if you do get a little bit of inflammation or anything behind that eye, you know, in general, normal, everything working, (coughs) those eyelids can barely cover the eyes. And I mean, they just meet, and that's that's about all you can get out of them. And that keeps the eye moisturized and things like that.
0: (coughs) Yeah, so they'll get essentially dryness on the surface of the eye, and then you'll get ulcers right smack dab center of the cornea. Right in the center. And they are so hard to heal because they're not staying lubricated. They're not getting all their healing bits and pieces. And so you have to work so hard on shih tzus, pugs, um, frenchies. All those uh, boxers even uh, are really bad about that. They're not Mm -hmm. as bulgy-eyed, but they are still technically brachycephalic. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and those dogs, um, ulcers are bare. Like you have to see those dogs two to three times a week for a couple of weeks. And, uh, they can be a challenge.
1: Yeah. They I are. had one
0: Frenchie. We had to do like four grid keratotomies on that eye before it would finally heal. And I was like calling the ophthalmologist that we referred to. And he's like, yeah, this is normal. Keep going. <laughs> okay. It doesn't feel normal anymore, but okay. No. We finally got it.
1: I mean, and, and part of that is the reason that the issue arises to mm-hmm. start with is that, those eyelids can't completely cover and lubricate the eye, because something happened, yeah. and then you your secondary effect of that is getting that ulcer. And if you don't get the primary issue resolved, or can't get it resolved,
0: you're right back where you started.
1: You know, you, you're you're just spinning your wheels. I mean, yeah. you're kind of stuck in the mud.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there, so it can take some TLC on those guys for sure. It
1: does, uh, and patience, a lot of patience.
0: Yes a lot of and, patients and, and cones e-cones e-collars yes. yeah don't yeah. skip that part
1: no because it i mean that eyes bothers them yeah so they'll them. rub it and, they'll okay. rub it and traumatize it yeah. more
0: yeah anyway all right okay so that's eyeballs
1: that's eyeballs um some of them will have we'll move to another little portion of the head is ears some of the brachycephalics will have a narrow more narrow ear canal than what you would expect for uh-huh. their size of head yeah. which alludes to more ear infections um it's one Listen, of the,
0: you mean especially if they've got any allergies going on right. too like the frenchies i think this is a great time to just say get insurance if you have a brachycephalic dog yes. sorry go
1: ahead um yeah when they come in for their per- first puppy vaccine at, at eight weeks um sign up for the insurance then you can, you can thank us later.
0: Yeah, that'll be yeah. maybe the last time your dog doesn't have a pre-existing condition. Yes.
1: <laughs> kind of true on these yeah.
0: guys. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I th- that was in an article I read last night. I'm uh, just trying to prepare for the, the podcast today. And I've, I've never seemed to, to correlate that. But then as I was reading the article, I'm like, yeah, it does feel that way. Yeah, pugs
0: are that way. I mean, not all of them. So, like, shih tzus are not like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But pugs are. um, I don't feel like bostons are. Frenchies are. Frenchies are. Um, You know, so there's kind of hit and miss in there.
1: There is. And and it seems like a lot of these guys are are more prone to allergies. So, you get the the irritation and the swelling. Yeah. And which will even make that ear canal more narrow. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I I don't know if I didn't.
0: Yeah. It's like a chicken or the egg at that point, you know, either way you've got your problems either way. There's chicken for dinner. Yeah. Unless you're vegetarian. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if I didn't correlate it mentally in my mind just because we see so many ear issues.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, I definitely don't think they're the biggest ear problems No, 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 by any stretch. And so that kind of, whereas, you know, when you, when you got breathing problems that they take the top 10 positions on the breathing problem list. Yeah,
1: for sure. But yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting to myself. Yeah. Through there. I'm like, never thought of that, but I remember going back through mm-hmm. the case. I'm like, yeah.
0: And that's, sure that's enough. True. Now that you think about it. So, yeah. um, so I know we're getting low on time, but I, I did want to touch a little bit on their backs.
1: Yes. Um, that's where I was going. Next. Okay, good. Um, I've got two spots that I want to cover in there on the spine, basically the spine. Um, these guys a lot of times in that that mid back area held properly it's typically from like t8 to l4 in there their vertebrae don't always develop properly um we'll have what we call hemi vertebrae which is not a fully developed vertebrae
0: hemi it, is like half essentially yeah, i mean or partial
1: as you're looking at the the x-rays from the side that should look like you know the the vertebrae should look like a square well, the vertebrae will look like a triangle with the point coming towards the bottom. And then you'll have some butterfly vertebrae in there. Which, which
0: doesn't, is not as good, as it sounds so cute. It's not. It's not cute.
1: It's not cute. Because now in, I don't know what kind of shape that would, I mean, well, I guess a butterfly.
0: I mean, yeah, it's kind there, it, of, it yeah. kind of
1: narrows in, the, in middle the middle and widens at the top and bottom. Yeah,
0: so instead of losing the bottom corners, you're losing the middle.
1: Yeah, you lose the middle. Um, and those are the two big ones that you see Which most. Which just
0: predisposes them to degenerative back diseases yes, or, you know, ruptured discs or those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. It's the, the vertebrae itself made like that typically in and of itself is not an issue. Mm-hmm. It's, you lose that, you don't completely lose it, but you don't have the proper supporting structure mm-hmm. for the spinal cord. So lack of stability. You know, it's not as stable um, more easily damaged just because everything's not right mm-hmm. so then it it secondarily leads to you know some spinal cord issues sometimes you know generalized back issues in there and I mean it's not really anything we can do for it yeah unfortunately on those
0: yeah i mean yeah you know keeping them from becoming obese is a really huge thing maintaining their body weight um you know keeping them active so we've got strong muscles supporting Mm -hmm. the rest of the body um but surgically it's like it's not like you can replace a vertebrae like it just it is what it is
1: yeah we can't go fix the problem we can manage the problem
0: yeah that's fair
1: but, but we cannot fix that
0: yeah that's fair
1: Yeah, and now sometimes you will get a disc issue and those are fixable and you can go in surgically and and do some work with that you know a disc issue that's that did rise because of some of these vertebral Mm -hmm. problems um we can fix the disc issue still not fixing the the vertebrae
0: yeah
1: but you know we manage them with several different ways you know the exercises Make sure we control their weight and then some pain medications as needed.
0: Laser therapy, Laser we use therapy. a lot for back issues, yes. which is super helpful.
1: It is, it is. I wonder about our, um, the new drug for the injectable.
0: Oh, Labrella? Labrella. I don't know, you know, I mean, I would think it would help for the pain because it's just blocking pain receptors. It's not like it's actually working on cartilage per se. Um, so theoretically one would think it would work but I don't know they've done the studies on it yet it's so new uh,
1: yeah it's new I didn't know uh, because that just popped in my mind I'm like would Labrella work on these bag dogs?
0: I don't know but like welcome to veterinary medicine every day we're figuring out answers to new questions we didn't know we had until today and then you answer the question and then you move on to the next question Mm -hmm. and then five years later they're like hey remember when we told you that the answer was this we were wrong it's (coughs) this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like okay cool yeah inspiring confidence all across veterinarians yes. and their and their people the they serve yes all the time all the time so anyway yeah it's a journey
1: it is um so yeah they they have some vertebral issues that we can't fix we can manage and yeah we go on um now we go further back on the dog and we get to the tail which is the end of the vertebral uh, column
0: yeah and what tail yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, <laughs> what tail that screw tail that
0: screw tail the the um english bulldogs most famously oh yeah. yeah their little tail will like turn around and grow up back in like the wrong direction into the tissue and those get painful like think about an ingrown toenail but like amplified times i don't know 200
1: yeah yeah change that toenail
0: into to a, a giant bone <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> at your booty yeah, I've, I've seen some of these guys come in. This
0: just, is this is why bulldogs are, are grumpy. It's because their yeah. their booty hurts.
1: Yes, from um, their
0: screw tail. Yeah,
1: thing. I remember we had another one that come in and just I mean alerts on his account. He would bite and I mean he was just mean. Yeah. And finally got him in. Got got the owners convinced. Let's do surgery on this tail. Like he is having some major. Because they get
0: skin it, so. infections around it too, you know. Because yeah. there's and,
1: and you can't, you can never get them cleared up.
0: Ow. Oh, I feel for those guys. In
1: there. And so finally we did. And, you know, like a month later, everything is healed up, doing good. And he's just coming in all happy now.
0: Yeah. To completely change his personality because he was no longer in pain all the time. So, yeah. Corkscrew tails. Good times. Yeah. Also, like back to insurance. When you get insurance, make sure your insurance company doesn't have breed exclusions. Because they might, like, cover corkscrew tails on any breed but an English Bulldog. And they might cover nary's procedures on anything but a frenchie or a boston you mm-hmm. know and it's like don't don't play with those people there no. are companies out there who will um treat whatever ails your dog regardless of their breed disposition yes. so um, <coughs> just word um to consider
1: yeah so yeah do your homework and make sure they don't have some breed exclusions in there
0: yeah
1: and or, or at least at least excluding the breed that you're looking at
0: <laughs> yeah, right
1: yeah you know because if you're looking at the little french bulldog and they have a breed exclusion for um, a german shepherd okay i
0: mean you yeah, know no, no it doesn't apply to you anymore right. but it still is an interesting um, foundation that they're they're creating for their insurance policy that i don't love yeah, they're better and, they're better companies than that, in yeah. my opinion
1: i, I agree um, but you know cuz what it.
0: other little asterisk do they have at the bottom of their policy right. at that point
1: yeah anyway yeah. that's my the...
0: tangent on insurance
1: no, yeah, I agree. But like I said, at least at the minimum, make sure that they don't have an exclusion for what you're or looking your at. breed, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, ideally, they shouldn't have breed exclusions. I mean, yeah. we'll, we won't get on that soapbox.
0: No doubt.
1: Um, and
0: this- the ACL, the Cruciate, we did that <sighs> Cruciate um, talk not too long ago, and... Some of those policies will have an 18-month wait period you have to have your policy in place for 18 months before they'll cover a cruciate repair
1: yeah look at different companies
0: yeah there's different sure. ones out there that don't do that.
1: <clears throat> i mean a lot of them do have a, a wait period for the cruciate um, because you can play with the dates and the numbers and and
0: and limp along <laughs> yeah
1: and limp along
0: <laughs> pun intended in
1: there um but Yes, some of them, you know, a month or two, yeah. and that's viable. I think. Yeah,
0: I agree. But eighteen months is yeah. Ridiculous. Eighteen
1: months is crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so. That's a Sorry. lot. Of,
0: that's a long time in a dog's life.
1: That's a long so. time. I mean, I've seen both knees go out in that time frame.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, be walking perfectly fine today, and in eighteen months, we've already done surgery on both knees.
0: Yeah, but that's a different podcast. Different podcast. We don't want to scare everybody too nope. bad. Let's scare uh, them one body system at a time. <laughs> Anyway, so, all right. right let's get off the
1: insurance because we'll be yeah, there for days. Yeah,
0: and we got to go. They're going to be, they're paging you already, just so you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have my ear in it. And I Dr. didn't Trussell slow that long He's, enough
1: to, yeah, to put it in. Yep,
0: yeah, so, all right, what's your closing thoughts?
1: Um, closing thoughts is the uh, little smush-faced dogs are all cute.
0: We love them. We
1: do love them. Um, do know that they do come with their own sets of issues. Um, they're not alone in that. Every no, breed and, comes yeah, with every breed their breed own has set their of own. issues. Yeah, um, this podcast was just to kind of make you abreast of, of what you're getting into.
0: Yeah, and Dr. <clears throat> surgically fixes a lot of these, so I felt like it was a good one for
1: him. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, like I said, I had a Aries and this week. Um, I don't want to say it, but I haven't had a corkscrew tail in a little while.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's which been eight months or so, and so we haven't done one since the, the tornado. Yeah,
1: no, I haven't done one since we've been over here, so which means I'm probably going to have three next month.
0: Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for him. <clears throat> okay. Get him sent um, your way.
1: Yeah, but just just an informative deal about knowing what you're you're getting into. Um, that way, when you know when your it says, "Hey, this is what we're dealing with," oh yeah, I was kind of expecting that. I knew this was in the breed, so
0: yeah, so yeah. I mean, that's, that's okay. all. It's a whole point of this podcast is just be aware of what you're up against, so you can make good decisions as you go along, right? And not have to live in the school of hard knocks.
1: All right. I mean, uh, you don't want to be in there, and I, I've used this analogy for. Years, um, I used to watch NASCAR races quite a bit, and I'm like, uh, you know, you're you're driving your little Ford Pinto, which some people may not even remember the Ford Pinto. <laughs> <clears throat> if you don't look it up, and, and get some a lot of scares from that, uh, I'm like, you know, you can't uh, go with your Ford Pinto and go plan to win on the Daytona 500. Right. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So if you know that from the start, you you're not going to take your
0: expectations. Yeah, you're
1: not going to take the Pinto to the. To the daytona i That's mean right. it's just
0: not going to happen no
1: so but you know the little dirt track up here in meeker yeah you can sweep that pinto up and go win something
0: especially if you're racing against other pintos right.
1: <laughs> you know so i mean just it just kind of channels your expectations exactly and, and broadens your knowledge base to be prepared to know for, what, for you're what you're prepared against.
0: for yeah absolutely well thanks so much for your time today you're welcome all right we'll talk to you guys later call us as always if you have questions text email if we are not your veterinarians um ask your veterinarian because uh, that's what we're here for
1: that's it
0: okay all right bye y'all all
1: right bye